Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents. Or shekels. Yeah, those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We aren't academics or scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. What we've learned so far is that God's a dick. Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. 
What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! Do you remember where the fuck we are? We are at the end of Ruth. We are. That's amazing. It we is... finished yet another book of the Bible. It's the eighth book. It's the eighth book. What the fuck? I know. We are reading the Bible and we are getting through the Bible. Like, we can actually now say, eight books in, like, we didn't stop, we didn't give up, like, no, we're reading the Bible. You know what else is fucked up? What? We actually know some shit now about the Bible. Not nearly as much as we thought we did. No. But yes. Wait, what? What? Does that make even (laughs) any sense? I'm just saying, like, we're learning things, but, like, every time I learn things, like, it's frustrating because there's so much more to learn and it all overlaps. Right, right, definitely. But we're having fun. It is so fun and interesting. I can't wait to do this episode. Yeah. So what are we doing today? We are doing a um, Book of Ruth wrap-up kind of thing. Like we always do a bonus at the end. Yeah. As well as a Q&A to cover it because it was only four chapters long. Okay. So we're just cramming the Q&A and the wrap-up all in one episode. I mean, this was a short book, so. It was a short book, but this um, might not be a completely short episode just because I'm covering both. Got you it. know what I mean? The book as well as the chapters in the book. Right, right. Okay. So. Uh, well, are you, we ready to get into this then? I am so ready. I'm psyched. All right, let's go do this. Okay. Okay, so we are doing the Book of Ruth. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So let's talk about the book itself before we get into the chapters of the book. Okay, so okay? like a general overview? Kind of. Before okay. we even talk about the overview, let's talk about like the history and the author and the time period and shit like that. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Okay, so you know how there's a group of books that com- are they comprise the um, historical books? Yeah, sure. Like I can't historical remember. books. I'm not sure exactly what you. I can't. I can't remember the other categories. I probably should have looked that up. Sorry. <laughs> okay, but you know how the Deuteronomistic writers and then the other writers, right? You know how there's like all these different like yeah, yeah, groups yeah. of the books, different writers that wrote the Bible, right? Well, not just writers, but groups of groups of them. writers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So one of those is considered the quote historical books. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not because they are actually historically accurate. Okay. That's just what they're called. Okay. For whatever reason. All right. Generally because they provide histories, even though it's not history, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. His- story histories. Okay. Okay. So the historical books are composed of 12 or more books of the Old Testament. And it's the or more that I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Because I thought that, like, the Bible was the Bible. Then I thought, oh, I didn't know that the Catholics had, like, their own Bible where it's the Bible plus some but minus others. Right. And then I didn't know that some other, like, the Jewish Bible has a lot of plus some minus others. And then I didn't know that there were other Christian religions that are the Bible plus some minus other books. So I learned more. Okay. Uh, there's more books. We're going to be like in the quote unquote Bible for like ever, probably until we like die or something. <laughs> um, so, 
Anyway, the historical books are 12 books in the Protestant Bible, but several other books that are not in the Hebrew Bible, but are in the Catholic and Orthodox oh Bible. Oh my God, I'm right? so fucking lost yeah, right now. I know, what? I know. Okay, so there's 12 books okay. that comprise the historical books, okay? The sure. historical group, okay? Okay. Most I of wasn't those, expecting this to be difficult. I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, it will. Uh, we will move along in a minute. I'm just. I'm trying to wrap my mind around the fact that Ruth is part of this group of books that the majority of them are in what we know of as the Bible. Okay. But a lot of the books in this group are also not in. <laughs> what we refer to as the Bible. And there are other books in this group that are not in our Bible. In the Protestant Bible. Yeah. When I say our, what I mean is, yeah, the Protestant Bible that, like, if you go to the bookstore in America. And buy a Bible. And buy a, a fucking Bible. Right. Right. Okay. That's what I mean. Not the King James. N- <laughs> never the King James. Never the King. That's, that's what a lot of fucking Baptists read because they're fucking right. ignorant. Yeah, but anyways, sure. so just learning that Ruth is part of this group that have other books that we're not going to read in the next few years because they're not in this Bible. Interesting. Yeah. That's why I was like, wait, what? Huh. Okay. So the books provide a collection of stories about the Israelites spanning nearly a millennium. Wow. Yeah. From their conquest of Canaan, which, you know, that's sure. what we've been doing. Yeah. All the way until the return to Zion in 539 BCE. Wow. I don't even know what that means. Because well, Zion is Israel, basically. See, I didn't know that because I've heard the word, but I don't like... I could be slightly wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure Zion is Israel. I, I really... I mean, I guess we'll get there. Right, right. <laughs> kind of thing. And see, that's what makes it really hard to like research all of this and figure out what's what because... We don't even know what books we're fucking talking about here right now. Sure. And we don't know yet what's going to happen that sometimes gets referenced. And like we're expected to just kind of hold these random details until we get there. Got it. Yeah. So, okay. I'm sorry. I'm like really excited because my brain just exploded (laughs) and I I went into like research orgasm here. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So. Modern scholars think that what reliable material can be found in these books, mm-hmm. which is questionable. Reliable best. material meaning what? Meaning, okay, so like, you know how um, the Avengers takes place in New York City? Yeah. Okay, so a reliable fact from that is that New York City is a place. Okay, sure. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at <laughs> right, here. Right. Okay. Like, How dare you insinuate that Spider-Man and Captain America are not real? Right, and that's what How a lot you? of that's what a lot of people would say <laughs> about the Bible. There, there are things in the Bible that do exist outside of the Bible, but that doesn't mean that everything in the Bible elsewise is real. Oh, my about head's it? spinning I know. a little bit. I know, but they think that what little reliable material can be found in these books, yeah. these twelve books that I'm going to list in a minute here. Okay. That they describe a period from the late 2nd millennium to the 4th century BCE that were written long after the alleged events, hmm. and they were edited several times, which, I mean, we pretty much knew that already. Right, right. Okay, so that's nothing so new. So it was, it was people taking oral histories and mm-hmm. writing it all down after the fact. And then edited it and politically for the times. Right, sure. Okay. Okay. So that that's nothing we didn't already know, but just 
yeah. these 12 books in particular, they're saying definitely. Right. This no, happened. that makes sense. Okay. So, okay, I'm about to name the 12 books. Okay. It's not as simple as it might sound based on what I've already said. Okay. Okay. But this is more or less what you would find in Protestant, Catholic, and Orthodox Bibles. So I know what Protestant Bibles are. I know what Catholic Bibles are now. I don't even know what a fucking Orthodox Bible is. So that's something else we'll learn about eventually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's the 12 books that we're, we're talking about now. Sure. Okay. okay. Joshua Judges Ruth. Aha, you know, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, both books of Samuel, both books of King, and both books of Chronicles. So those are the next ones. Okay, that we're going to be, be reading. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's where it starts to get a little fudgy. Okay. okay. The book of Ezra, but which in a different book, which I will talk about in a minute, is actually referred to not as Ezra, but as Esdras, the fir- hmm. first Esdras. Okay. Okay. The book of Nehemiah, which is in our thing. Okay. But which in another book is referred to as Second Estras. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hold that word in your head. We're going to come back to it. Okay. The book of Tobit, which is only included in the Catholic and Orthodox canons. Interesting. So you see why my brain was like, wait, what the fuck is happening yeah, here? Yeah. The book of Judith, which is only. Judith, huh? Right? Who the fuck is Judith? Who. You know what? The only name Judith that I can ever think of is Judy Gar- Garland. Right. Know? Sure. Like, that's the only Judy I know. Yeah. I don't, whatever. I don't right. even know why I said that. What about Judy Dench? Yeah. Okay. Judy Dench. You're right. Oh, and then there's Judy Hopps from, you know, Zootopia. I, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. You know what? Never mind. I take back my, <laughs> I don't know any Judiths. Clearly, I know plenty. <laughs> So, the book of Judith is only included in the Catholic and Orthodox canons. Okay. Okay. The book of Esther, which that's in the Protestant Bible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Some books of the Maccabees, which are not in ours, but are in the Catholic Bible. But some are in the Protestant Bible? No. Oh, no, none of them. None of them. Okay. All right. No. But not all of the books of Maccabees are considered to be in this historical group that I'm talking about. That's even more interesting. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. I'm not even getting into the fucking Maccabees because that's a Catholic Bible and we are not doing that right now. Yet. Right. Yet. Right. Okay. Remember that word estrus that I told you about earlier? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the last book is called Third Estrus, but in Russian Bibles, it actually corresponds to Fourth Estrus. The fuck? And Russian and Georgian Bibles, I'm assuming like Georgian, like... Yeah, the like, country, not the right. American state, yeah, yeah. often include it, but their churches consider it non-canonical based on the Eastern Orthodox Quint Sex Council. The fuck is that? Don't know. Not getting into that now. Right. And the Protestant and Catholic churches consider it non-canonical, which means they're like, they frown on that. Like, no, that's not real. That's not biblical what the fuck are you guys doing over there right right stop you know yeah okay so the book of ruth also belongs to another group okay okay yeah referred to as the five scrolls or the five megalot megillot i apologize if i'm pronouncing this wrong okay remember not a scholar or an academic right okay one is the song of songs two is the book of ruth okay three is the book of lamentations Four is Ecclesiastes, and five is the Book of Esther. Okay? okay. These five are all relatively short, and they're usually grouped together in the Jewish tradition, and they read these five throughout the year. 
Okay. Like at various times, like Passover and shit like that. Got it. Okay. And so that is kind of just a basic layout of the book itself. Okay. Okay. Yep. And the history and the time period and all that. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about the book of Ruth a little bit. Okay. Okay. So the book of Ruth is held in esteem by Jews who fall under the category of Jews by choice. Okay. Which are you following why that would be? Because she came from another tribe and mm-hmm. chose to be Jewish. Yes. She she came into from an, another. Yeah. Not just chose it, but like adopted Converted. it on, unto death. Right. Like specifically said, your God is my God. Your people are my people. And like. Essentially converted to Judaism. She did. She did. And like what I didn't. Like I knew she was Moabite, but I didn't think about it. Right. She gave up all of her false Life. gods and. Yeah. And idols and everything that she had worshipped up until then and literally converted to Judaism. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. No, I get it. Okay, now for a bit of trivia. Okay. Okay. I this blew my mind. Okay. Okay. Do you remember what the other sister's name was? Orpa. Orpa. If you rearrange some of those letters, does that not sound slightly vaguely like it might be related to something? Orpa. Um I'm Oprah. Okay. Okay. And I was like, I wonder. And so I did a little Googling. A little Googling? A little Googling. Okay. Orpa Gail Winfrey was born in 1954. Her first name was spelled Orpa on her birth certificate. Huh. After, specifically after the Orpa of the Bible. Interesting. But people mispronounced it so often that she just continued to go by Oprah. Got it. So she's Oprah everywhere on legal documents and in her personal private life, in her business life. Right, right. Um, Her company is her name backwards, Harpo. Yeah. So everything is Oprah except on her birth certificate. Huh. It's Orpa. Interesting. Okay. Here's some interesting shit about that. Okay. Orpa and Ruth are exact opposites, but they come to be related in the end. Like, they're parallels of each other. Okay. Because for Ruth, she did everything right, and so everything worked out wonderfully for her, right? Sure. I mean, but do we not know that Orpa didn't work out wonderfully? Because we didn't really follow I'm so glad you asked that, because that's literally what I was going to say next. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, just continuing with Ruth for just a second here. Sure. Okay. She marries a rich man. She has a son named Jesse who becomes the grandfather of King David. Right. One of the most famous biblical figures ever who is an ancestor of Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. Sure. So, she's literally like on the awesome side. Okay. Okay. All right. Orpah, on the other hand, is never discussed a single time in the Bible outside of the book of Ruth. She's given no resolution, no story. Once she leaves, she's done. She do some fan fiction. I know. Well, (laughs) apparently, apparently, some did. Ah, interesting. Jewish tradition paints Orpah very unfavorably. Oh. A lot of rabbis... Medieval rabbis yeah. claimed that Orpah slept with 100 men and a dog oh my the night God. she left Naomi. Wow. Okay, it gets better. Okay. You can't, I started to say you can't make this up, but. But somebody did. But somebody did, <laughs> right? So supposedly this night of wild passion. Yeah. With 100 men and a dog. Yeah, the dog. Yeah. Right. Um, She got pregnant. Okay. As one Is might. Is the dogs? Who knows? <laughs> okay. It might be because guess the fuck what? What? She became pregnant with one of, according to this 
legend story. Sure. I don't know what what do you call it. Right. Fanfic. I like yeah, that. Yeah. She gave birth to one of the Bible's most infamous infamous villains. Really. The giant Goliath. Really. Who did Goliath fucking David. fight? Wow. What? What the fuck? Right. Tell really? me that's not like amazing. That's pretty cool. That's a great fanfic. Yeah. Like I want that movie. Like I bet nobody knows that shit. Like, I, like I've never heard that. Okay, right? the Googles knew it. The Googles knew it, but I mean, and I, and when I say nobody, I mean like generally nobody, you know? Right. Like, like I've never heard anybody talk about it. Like you claim to read the Bible, but I bet you don't know this. Right. Right. Like, what do you know about Orpa? Tell me. Yeah, tell me about Orpa. Yeah. Do you even remember which fucking book <laughs> she's in? Cause I do. <laughs> well, no, that'll help me remember her quite a bit more because right? I mean, Goliath, Oprah you know, and Goliath, right? Right. That's a, there's a lot and, of little, you know. Yeah. And I, I tried to find out why Oprah's aunt yeah. named her that. Like, yeah. why would you name her that? Right. Um, the only thing that I could find was that it, it wasn't like out of any spite or malice or anything. Okay. Like it wasn't like, tuh, tuh, you know, you got pregnant with this baby and we're going to name her yeah. this bad. It wasn't anything like that. She liked the name and thought it was interesting and original. Okay. So, that, that's fair. I think. I don't know if that's true. It's the only thing that I could find. And, and I like to think of it that way. I mean, because if you don't dig into the Bible more than just surface. She's just a person in the Bible that gets the, that turns goes the other way. Yeah, you know, like yeah. there's nothing more to it. To most people, to most people, if so. they know the name at all, right, right, and if they know the the relation, yeah. Well, this actually reminded me. We used to know a family whose son was named Cain. Yeah, and at first I was like, surely it couldn't be the Cain of, of the Bible. Bible, right? Because why would you do that? Yeah, right. Well, it turns out that the his mom, that was, okay, hold on. So Kane's mom had had an affair. And so the Kane that we knew. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So mom and husband named the child Kane. Wow. So basically punished the fucking child. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't, I, I know that you know who I'm talking about. I do. I don't know I do. if you were aware of that fact. I was not aware of that. Yeah, that that is some, messed up. That is some juicy gossip that, of the worst kind. Right. Well, we're not going to, yeah. No. But. No, the only reason I bring it up is because it's it's the opposite of what I think happened here with Oprah. Right. Like, I don't think that Oprah was named out of malice, whereas Kane was. Right, right. So, yeah. Ugh. Let's not do that to our babies, yeah, you guys. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's mean. Name a kid out of malice? Right? Any kid. That's fucked up. Well, it, plus, it was the mom that did it. Right. Like, mom, you had the affair. You're having this baby. You don't have to punish. Why are you punishing the child? You're the one that did it. Right, right. Ugh, jerk. That's crazy. Okay, so anyways, carrying on. Yeah. Okay, so now we're getting a little bit back into Ruth, okay? Okay. Okay. Traditionally, it was ascribed, the, the authorship of it was ascribed to the prophet Samuel, which we'll be getting into here shortly. Okay. Because think, yeah, uh, first Samuel and second Samuel are, are the next two books coming up. Samuel, Kings, and then Chronicles. Okay. Okay. All right. So traditionally, they say that, you know, he's the guy that did it. Got it. But Ruth's identity as a non-Israelite, you know, she was a, a Moabite. Yeah. And the stress on the need for an inclusive attitude towards foreigners Suggests that maybe that's not true, that Samuel wasn't the author. There was some suggestion that perhaps instead that story was originated in the 5th century BC. Okay. When intermarriage had become controversial. Ah. Uh, so it was so, political at the time. Yes. So they 
Okay. So it might have been like a rewrite. Remember sure. they did a lot of editing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're always going to have influence mm-hmm. from the, I mean, the writers can't help but be influenced by their times. Sure. Absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely. So most today, they think it was, it was written during the Persian period. Okay. Um, so sixth, sixth, say it. Sixth. Yeah. To fourth centuries BC, which, you know, five is right in the middle. Sure. So we'll yeah. call it the fifth century BC. Right. Because I can't say the sixth. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of question over whether this was something that was supposed to have actually happened or an allegory and what the meaning would have been from it. Okay. Okay. Some modern commentators see like feminists will see it as a story about the dignity of labor and female self-sufficiency, you know, figuring your shit out. Which makes sense. I mean, we talked about that at the time. Yeah. Yeah. We're reading it. There are some that go so far as to see it as a model for lesbian relations. Like, she's kind of really? a, a lesbian icon, I guess. Why? I'm not sure. I, I would have had to, like, really, really scratch into that. Not and that I'm I against was, it, but no, I mean, no, no, you know, no. like, I, I just... I'm not seeing it as all. Right, it's I don't cool. see it either. It's cool. I mean, lesbians need all the icons they can get. Like, right. you know, I'm all about that. Sure. But I just, I don't understand, like, why. Unless it was a suggestion of a relationship between her and Naomi her mother-in-law and Ruth. Right, because the undying devotion to her. Right. Like, right. where did that come from? Yeah, maybe, no, I mean, that's, maybe that's it. And and maybe it's not saying that they had a relationship so much as the Ruth, relationship between women. Right, yeah, sure. Which, okay. that was the next and point, that's fair. is many feminists see it as a celebration of the relationship between women. I can women. see that. I can see so, that. Yeah. I mean, they were very loyal to each other. So. Yeah. So I'm going to do one tiny Q&A. Okay. And that's really most of the Q&A that we had. Okay. Um, remember we talked about how feet could be a euphemism for genitals? Yeah. So many, many, many modern commentators, yes, we are right about that. Yeah. See sexual illusions in that. I kind of looked so. into that, too, because um, I was curious myself just afterward. And, yeah, it, it depends on who you're asking. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, Christian scholars tend to think, no, it was absolutely, absolutely not. not. No, Because men would never pull a Madison Cawthorn <laughs> right. and, and skull fuck uh, his cousin. Right. You know? But most secular scholars that have that have studied the Bible, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that, yeah, no, it's definitely, Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So she didn't have a lot of choice. So Right, right. Like, and there's too many references throughout the Bible to things mm-hmm. that allude to the same thing that mm-hmm. you can go through and find a list of all the things that it, it kind of like that feet symbolize throughout yeah. the Bible. And it, it does definitely lead back to the fact that it may it, it most definitely could possibly be a euphemism <laughs> for penis. And so. and I would definitely go so far as to say, yeah, I believe that. Right. Yeah, no, I, I mean uh, for it's, this story it's in close particular to you know be okay, yeah, sure. For this story in particular, it makes so much more sense that he was right. trying try before you buy. Yeah. No, I, then, I totally yeah. yeah. There's no way that no, she was really just sleeping at the foot of his bed. Right. Then why did she spend the whole fucking night after they woke up and found her there? Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. And why did she say, Put me under your covers? Yeah. 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 And why did she have to bathe and smell nice? Right. You know, yeah. come on. Yeah. No, um, it was yeah. So, they got whatever. She did what she had to do. Right, right. You know, whatever. Okay, so going back to how people view this, conversely, as opposed to, like, being a celebration of women, yeah, many believe or see it the way I did. Okay. Um, you know, how I was, like, really offended. Yeah. And, like, fuck you, fuck that system, et cetera. Right, right. A system of patriarchy in which a woman's worth can only be me- measured 
through marriage and childbearing. I, I get that. And I think the reason I fought you on that is just because of the time that this is written in. No, I and, totally and get you. That, that time frame, it was very much the way things were. And so I, I guess I, I need to like reframe what I was saying. I wasn't mad against her for having to prostitute herself out. Okay? Right, right. I was mad at the system that that was her only fucking option. Sure. No. And that's what this better phrases it. And I think that we could still work up anger over mm-hmm. this because it is still something that is in Bibles today that people mm-hmm. read and interpret as mm-hmm. something that they believe in. Yes. So the fact that that's the case mm-hmm. can lend to anger to that chapter be- or the, yes. that book because yeah, we don't want that line of thought in our world anymore. We so. don't want to live in a way that makes women be forced to prostitute themselves for livelihood. Right. In order to survive, you must marry only a man and and have his children. Right, right. The end. Like that's that's all you're good for. Yeah, no, that I mean that's why yeah. I can see it both ways. I just was sure. I was mostly just arguing that maybe we should give it a little bit of leeway because of the times. Sure. That was it. So No, and I understand that that's the way the times were. I just don't think that they should have been. Right. <laughs> I'm not forgiving because it's Well, been- and they've taken books out before. Maybe this shouldn't be canon. You know, like maybe right. this line of thought should just be wiped out. Well, they'd have to take out so much more. No, than I know. That, I know. I know. There's one more view which I kind of like and it goes Back to looking at the way that she was celebrated as having converted to Judaism and it's seen as a book celebrating particularly people who choose to be Jewish. Yeah. There, there is another group of people who they look at this book as a book that champions outcast and oppressed peoples. Okay. Much the same way, I guess that, you know, Ruth could be a lesbian icon. Sure. You know, like, not necessarily that this is the perfect representation of that, but like... But it is a representation exactly, of Exactly. A poor one, maybe, but if you're going to pull something from the Bible... Right, right. You know, that's cool. Yeah. So that is just the bare minimum of what I could find about the Book of Ruth and our Q&A. And we have just a lot to think about as far as like when we finish the traditional Protestant Bible. Yeah. What, what are we doing next? What books are we doing and how are we doing it and yeah and are we like switching away from the bible and going to something else or are we gonna do all these other bibles and right like right now i'm i'm just processing this on air like as i'm thinking thinking about about it. it having just gone through this research yeah i'm so inclined to just say let's just stick with the bible until we run out of Bibles. Well, yeah, because. I think that's, I think that'd be the way to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, yeah, we sped things up on this podcast in order to get, through, get through this quicker. And so I think doing that, we should, we should cover it as much as we can. Like that's, I think that's the goal. And then it, you know, eventually we'll move on to something else. Yeah. But, no, I just like, I didn't realize that there were so, I knew there were texts yeah. that were outside of the, what we think of as the traditional Bible. And I knew that um, that was going to be composed of, the Jewish Bible at, or book right. and the um, Catholic Bible. Sure. I didn't know that there were so many others and that blew my mind. And so now like I want to go compose lists upon lists upon lists of what order <laughs> we're going to be doing these in and what goes where. 
And just for the record, um, to everybody, you need to know how much um, wife likes to make lists. I it's, it's like one of her favorite pastimes in the world. I love a list. It, oh, it my God. Settles, it settles my mind. And sometimes I will make a list. And then several days later, I, I will know that I made a list, but I will think that it wasn't good enough. And so I will remake the yeah, list yeah. just because it, it feels good. Yeah. It helps me feel safe so many and lists. structured. So many lists. I love a good list. And this sounds so fun. Yeah. So that's why I was really excited to get into this because <laughs> there's it just like opened everything up. Not just lists, but you right, know. Right, right. Yeah. Like I don't I like learning. I like figuring new stuff out. Yeah. And so it's not that the book of Ruth itself per se taught me new things so much as that what the book of Ruth belongs to. Right, right. Is so much bigger than I knew. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah, no, I, I mean, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that we're going to have to figure out what we're doing when we're done with this because yeah. there's just a lot. So I, I'm seeing, like, we're never going to be done, and and I'm here for it. Honestly, like, that excites well, me. Maybe we make it a more sporadic thing, and we sprinkle it in between, like, something else that we do, too. You know I, what I mean? I like, know, like I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, every season of life. I, I understand yeah. that. But for today, for the here and now, I'm like so psyched about this podcast and what we're doing with it. Yeah. No, that sounds like a lot of fun. So, so. sorry. I did not mean to like get all, I don't know, speak. What am I doing? Like, what What um, am I? Uh, fan, crazy. Fangirl? Fangirl, crazy, <laughs> manic. Manic. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm being manic about it. Yeah. I'm just like really psyched. Okay. So. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Well, that's that's it then. That's the Book of Ruth. That is the Book of Ruth. And uh, tomorrow, we do we know what we're doing yet? I haven't picked a specific topic. I'm thinking that it will probably be abortion rights and Madison Cawthorn and what's in the uh, Constitution and what's not and what's so in basically the Bible. just the general state of politics right now. Um, yeah, I'm really thinking that that's something we need to do because it's it's unfolding so fast. Yeah, I, I agree. I I have a lot to say. I have feels and opinions. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I, I completely we, agree. We got into it a little bit earlier this week, and it just it wasn't enough. I mean, our, our Twitter feed turned into basically women's rights and abortion rights over the last few days because, because that's what I'm is so, happening, and it's so much. I'm so up in it. Yeah. So I just have so much to say. Oh, yeah. You and me both. <laughs> okay. So. Good, good. Right. Um, so that was it for the Book of Ruth, and yes. we will see you guys tomorrow. Indeed. Yeah. Husband. Yes, wife? Remember how you told me we're on Patreon now? Yeah, why? Because we're starting something new for Patreon members only. Every couple of weeks, we'll cover something in the news, a current event, or something we feel strongly needs to be discussed. And only subscribers get to hear our discussion. That's right. It's all for our Patreon members as a thank you for their support. Join now for as little as $2 a month to get all of our extra content. Go to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Do it now. Husband, it's the end. It is indeed, wife. Tell the people where they can contact us. Well, they can get a hold of us via our email, which is... uh, sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com we have twitter at sacrilegious underscore d for d's nuts oh why do you know why do you keep doing that (laughs) oh all right we have a facebook page 
an Instagram page and a Pinterest page. But if you really want to get our attention, Twitter is where it's where it's at. Twitter is where you're at. Yeah. And um, they should also review, like, and subscribe. Yeah. Definitely, Apple Podcasts um, reviews help us out tremendously, and uh, we also can use your support on Patreon, which is a great place to uh, support us as well. That would be at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.